This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. He's one of these really well built guys, so he had to make a lot of time to go and hang out at the gym. Time to connect with the prof. He's also got big muscles. It's Professor Dion Foster. Good morning, Dion. Uh, Brad, uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, big muscles. Wouldn't that be a gift? Wouldn't uh, that be a gift? Uh, it's Professor Dion Foster, Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology and the Director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. Dion, you're challenging us here this morning and saying, what if we weren't the center point of creation? I don't like that. I like being so special. <laughs> so, Brad, yeah, one of the, the tasks that I obviously have being, uh, you know, a Christian uh, who works in, in research in a university, sometimes deal with, with controversy. And um, this week we, we uh, had to, to deal with uh, something controversial where some people were asking uh, some very, very challenging questions about how the Bible is read. And, you know, it reminded me of a beautiful little story that Barbara Brown Taylor, she's a, a wonderful preacher mm. from, from America. She wrote this beautiful story called The Dominion of Love. And, and I want to share that uh, with you today, not the story, but just a, a little, uh, a couple of ideas from it. She asked the question, imagine if birds could write books. Now think about that for a moment. <laughs> imagine if birds could write books and imagine if they were to write the creation story. It might read quite differently from ours. Yes. Um, in the first place, uh, she says, I expect that they'd make quite a lot out of the wind that swept over the face of the waters at the beginning of creation. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, now, of course, when we read about wind, humans, we feel it on our faces, it blows our hair around, maybe even our bodies. But none of us have a clue what it feels like not to feel the wind because you're in it, like a bird would, you know, yes. that same speed, same direction. Uh, birds would really love John chapter 3, verse 8. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. <laughs> so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Mm. Now, in the bird narrative of creation, yeah. um, sea creatures would probably still arrive uh, on day five, um, uh, the reason for that, of course, is that pelicans would insist on it. <laughs> it also makes sense, you know, to make your way, if you're a bird, from the ocean to those sort of slightly more evolved creatures that uh, walk on the earth, you know, one ladder up, the chipmunks, the goats, the humans, the camels, mm. all those earthbound people stuck on their feet. Of course, flying squirrels, they're a little bit more advanced yes. than mountain goats. But people, I mean, they're really kind of pitiful in the bird's view. You know, they jump off rocks, they flap their arms. (laughs) When they sleep, you can occasionally see their limbs twitching as if they're dreaming of flying at night. But they're stuck on the land. And, Mm. you know, the bird mothers say to their little bird babies when they see the humans, don't make fun of them. God made them that way. (laughs) Now, on day six, this is the day that all of the birds love in the bird church. That's the day on which God created birds in God's image. In the image of God, God created them, male and female sparrows and ravens and ducks and hoopoos and whooping cranes and turtle doves and all the different birds. And uh, this was God's gift to them. It was, it was their call that they were to look after the sea creatures and the land animals and that they were to have special dominion over the earth. And of course, the humans knew that uh, the birds were created in God's image, because listen to this, Psalm chapter 17, verse 8 says, Guard me as the apple of your eye. 
Hide me under the shadow of your wings. wings. <laughs> Be merciful to me, O oh God. Be merciful to me, we read. Uh, for in you my soul takes refuge. Under the shadow of your wings I will take refuge. Psalm 57 verse 1. Uh, Psalm 36 verse 7 says, How precious is your steadfast love, O Lord. All people take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Now, who could read passages like that and not deny that birds are the center of the universe? <laughs> now, Brad, this, this little story I shared with my students to say, you know, most of us center ourselves in, in the narrative of creation. And of course, God does have a very, very special praise for, for us as human persons. But I think sometimes we forget that God loves the birds as much as God loves us. God loves the camels and even the flying squirrels. God loves the fish of the sea. God loves the plants of the earth. And, and we need to be careful that we don't center ourselves too much in the story, that we don't say somehow because we are special, we can get away with polluting, with abusing, with mistreating, wow. with disregarding, uh, because perhaps, just perhaps, we might be making the same mistake that these birds make when they write the Bible in their own image. So, so Brad, I'm being a little bit naughty and willful today, but I'm really wanting to say to our, our listeners, what if it's true? that God loves the birds as much as God loves you? How would that change your way of, of blessing this world that God has created? Yeah, it doesn't take much, Dion, if you watch some of these um, nature programs that are out there and you see all the technology now in HD, you're seeing things about the natural world that we've never been able to see before with different camera angles and the most amazing vibrant colors, uh, which just feels like a whole time of worship, just consuming all of this and saying, wow, God made all of that. And we know that he said that it is good when he made it. It was good. And he took so much time and care in every system he put in place and the biospheres and the way everything interacts and works and the systems that God puts in place are so intricate and so careful. And then we step in and we want to be all bombastic about it and we think that we're man, it's ours to do with as we please. And you've really highlighted that, that I don't think that that's a right we have at all. We should have quite the other right. We should value it and care for it as if it were our own because it is our own and we've been given dominion over it. So you've given us, even though you haven't meant to, a nice wrap over the knuckles this morning. And of course, uh, Brad, that, Barbara Brown Taylor, this, this little piece that she wrote was yes. entitled The Dominion of Love. And that's exactly what she's aiming at, is just to say, hey, folks, remember that in God's economy, in God's kingdom, dominion doesn't mean lording it over everyone. You know, a little bit like the oldest cousin who's put in charge when the parents go out for the night. That's not the kind of dominion God wants. You know? no. Go fetch me a, a, a glass of Coke. It's not that yeah. It's the kind of dominion that a mother has for her children. Of course, she has responsibility, but it's exercised with care and with love so that, that that child can flourish, so that creation can flourish and God can be blessed. What a pleasure spending time with Professor Dion Foster this morning. Thanks, Dion, and uh, we'll catch up with you again in a week. Have a super rest of this week. Great weekend, and uh, we know you're off to a big meeting now, so take care and make sure you've got all of your things sorted. Wonderful, my friend, and, and thanks very much. Blessings on this beautiful day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.